This is the Business Breakfast with Oanda on Jazz FM. Online trading, currency data, money transfers. Here's Craig Earlham. Yesterday, the Prime Minister said that the economy would bounce back. Uh, that those sort of words actually don't appear to be working too much do they let's go more broadly and talk about what's happened since we last spoke which is a lot as far as central banks g7 saying it'll do whatever it takes talk though is cheap isn't it it is uh, but i guess when you look at the experience of the uh, the eurozone debt crisis the turning point was undoubtedly mario draghi saying that the ECB will do whatever it takes, which people talk to mean buy government bonds, uh, which ultimately uh, enable the the, the, the the region to turn a corner. So I think that's why the central banks are trying this. That's why those particular words seem to be appearing more and more. Rishi Sunak in the budget last week kept repeatedly saying, we will do whatever it takes. And now we've got the G7 using similar terminology in the hope that the markets respond accordingly. The difficulty is... We don't know what those specific measures are with regards yeah. to uh, Rishi Sunak and the Treasury and uh, and obviously the G7, whereas we knew exactly what it meant with Mario Draghi. So maybe in this particular respect, talk is cheap. But we are seeing a lot of action, let's be fair, to uh, the G7. We are seeing a lot of action from central banks. We've seen re- uh, numerous fiscal measures now announced. Um, and ultimately, the fact that the markets are still doing what they're doing and still acting in such uh, an, an incredible way just highlights the fact that much of what they're responding to is completely out of these authorities' controls, which is just the spread of the coronavirus uh, and and when it's going to stop accelerating at such an incredible pace. At which stage, and of course we don't know when that is, um, presumably people will be looking at stocks and thinking, hmm, look quite cheap now. Absolutely, Uh, and I think this is what people keep saying. I mean, it's always the case with the stock market, right? It's not a case of do you think they're going to go up. The stock markets generally go up over time, particularly in the US. So it's not a case of uh, our stock market's going to go up over the long term. It's a case of what's the best time to buy in order to capitalise upon Mm. it. This is quite a rare rare time uh, because everyone I seem to speak to says this time at the end of the year or this time in 12 months, stocks are going to look quite heavily discounted now in my view uh, and it's one of those things that everyone seems to be in agreement of but it's, it's not always just a case of I agree that it's going to be there it's a mm. case of how much pain can you stomach in the short and medium term if they're going to fall another 25% now may not still be the best time to be jumping in but I still think there's going to be plenty of good names about there I mean, it, it, you know one with the stock market just piles all their money in at one time mm. so um, I do think perhaps we are going to start Maybe not right now. People are probably going to start already, uh, have started already uh, putting some money in. But I think over the next few weeks, if we start to see some news improve in some areas, then we may start to see people start to okay. become interested again. And obviously, <clears throat> countries like Italy, South Korea, etc., are the ones that got hit earliest. Mm. The Bank of England says that on Wednesday it's going to offer what it described as new dollar funds. Um, what, what does that actually? mean what, what and what, i mean we we know what the importance of the dollar is because it's the biggest um, and most traded currency in the world and all the rest of it but what does it mean when it says it's going to offer new dollar funds does that you know rustle the hairs on the back of your neck i mean what's what, what's going on well it's just it's just a case of um, the dollar makes the world go round so banks uh, governments institutions all around the world rely on dollar funding whether that is for um, whether that is for governmental debt whether that's for commercial debt um, uh, uh, so all governments around the all 
institutions around the world rely on dollar funding. So if, if it's becoming harder to come by, if it's becoming more expensive, <clears throat> then obviously you can quite quickly find yourself in a, quite a severe credit crunch. You can find yourself with um, with, with companies, governments, etc., being unable to service their debts. So what the Fed's effectively doing in situations like this is just just saying we you don't have to worry about this side of it. That's why this is why the people often refer to the Federal Reserve as the world central bank rather than the US as central mm. bank because the US dollar uh, is 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 everything. It's everywhere. It's every all commodities are are, are, are priced in dollars. Um, trade commences primarily in dollars. So the, this is just the Federal Reserve effectively saying, we have your back, world. Hmm. And we're going to hear apparently later today, uh, uh, mid-morning, from the Chancellor about new financial measures to help what's going on. That budget seems a long, long time ago, and the fund that he announced apparently, and we're going to be talking later in the programme, and please listen to this because we'll talk, we'll, I'd love to get your comment on what they're actually talking about. We're going to be talking about hospitality, hospitality industry and also the, the tourism industry, both of which count for an enormous amounts in this country. But that $30 billion is not going to go very far at all, never mind the airlines and all the other um, queue of people asking for help. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I mean, I think we always have to distinguish between direct spending and something that Donald Trump alluded to uh, with regards to the airlines yesterday, which is being a backstop, because yeah. they're two entirely different things. You, when you're a backstop, you don't always need to have the funding to hand, you just need to have the ability to access it in the worst case scenario. And sometimes offering yourself as a backstop is enough to provide assurances and again I hate to use, go back to um, an example I used earlier on the ECB by saying it was a backstop for government bonds within Europe brought yields down enormously from completely unsustainable levels where countries were verging on bankrupt into um, far more comfortable levels. That was simply by just saying, we are their backstop now. Mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes this is what investors want to hear. They want to hear, this company is not going to go bust because all of a sudden you see, a, you see a situation whereby in this case, for example, a coronavirus crisis becomes an economic crisis, becomes a, a, a severe funding crisis for, many, for some of these companies. And before you know it, their share price is tumbling, not because they're not a decent healthy company it's just because their access to funding completely dries up borrowing costs become incredibly excessive and the end result is self-fulfilling even though it's uh, it's arguably very unfair so by laying yourself as the backstop sometimes you can uh, often you can stop that happening um just before we hit the detail of things what's the difference between a recession and a depression because that the d word is something which is crawling into headlines and i'm looking at various websites right now yeah, I mean, a depression is is just far more severe. Ultimately, a recession. I mean, we've said this on the on, on the show before. People can become too hung up on the use of the word recession because mm. a recession can be anything from uh, what we saw in two thousand and eight to two consecutive quarters of negative point one percent GDP growth, which most people would barely notice if notice at all. So, we, I think we've always got to be careful with the use of these words. These are far more technical terms, and uh, but they're just something that's very much come into the mainstream media, and people have become a little bit obsessed with. I think use, the use of the word depression in this case is, is also uh, probably misleading because mm. I don't feel like that's where we are 
heading um, or even probably close to obviously this is uh, very much a moving thing and a week ago many people would have said we're not heading for where we are now so no. you, you you want to choose your words wisely but I think I don't think getting carried away and uh, an exaggeration is going to help us in these kind of situations um, I, I think we are heading for a recession we are heading for at least one quarter if not more if not a couple uh, of quite probably significant uh, GDP decline but this is very much a one-off circumstance, so all the focus right now has to be on supporting those companies and those people who are going to be severely impacted. So the companies which you've already referred to on the show, but also the people like, like those in the airlines who are being mm. asked to um, to <clears throat> go without pay for three months and effectively yeah. take unpaid leave. We talked earlier, as you know, in the programme, as you, as you were saying there, or alluding to hospitality and tourism. Let's talk a bit about retail, because there's interesting things going on, aren't there? I mean, apart from, you know, people emptying shelves, well, you kind of expect that. I mean, you know, the pictures of empty shelves are a bit, you know, passe now, aren't they? We understand that. Maybe the supermarkets and shops will actually bring in more kind of things. But online's in, interesting, isn't it, right now? Well, it is, because, I mean, at this moment in time, Donald Trump yesterday alluded to pent-up demand, so once this passes, there's going to be a lot of pent-up demand, people with plenty of money to spend, uh, but it's about where people spend those in the economy mm. and how, mm. they, how they go about spending them. You look right now, for example, and you've got Amazon talking about hiring a thousand new staff to deal with this sudden surge in demand for products. We've obviously got companies like Ocado, who, who are heavily in demand, whose slots, who, whose website is going, uh, or app is going offline because just the severe amount of traffic mm. heading towards it. So there are going to be some small, uh, some areas where we are going to see winners, at least in the short term, uh, where people, if they're going to be uh, holed up at home, then they are still going to have that money to spend and probably want to spend on things where they're going to be able to treat themselves uh, and effectively stop themselves from going mad by being uh, cooked mm. up in their own houses. And, and just talking about that, that pent-up demand, I mean, <clears throat> might we... Here's, here's a, a, a wild thought, but might we be doing an item in a couple of months' time about how people have started to go back into shops? If you see what I mean. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think there's going to be a, a number of interesting things, to be honest, that we're going to be talking about in a few months' time that we wouldn't have expected. One of one is probably going to be about the, the, the evolution of the high street once again mm. uh, and what people want to do and whether people are moving back to the high streets and uh, and also the impact that it's had on people's, how people choose to spend their time, potentially. I mean, I even got a question, asked a question a week ago uh, from a journalist about whether this is going to trigger the next baby boom. Um, I, I think there's going to be many different things that are going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, you, you look at the, the various times when you do see baby yeah. booms, and it tends to be when people are, are cooked up at home. So, like I say, uh, I think there's going to be a number of different interesting things which are going to come out of this. Could unfortunately, I, I, what we have to deal with in the ASM is. Let, let, me, let me test you on another one. I mean, we could be seeing a different kind of shape for airlines, couldn't we, presumably? I mean, yeah, it's the airline industry is going to just depend very heavily um, upon which governments back their airlines uh, mm. and to what extent. Um, the budget airline industry is the one I, uh, I feel most fear for, uh, arguably, because it's one that's coming to uh, under severe distress. Um, I guess we'll we'll see a lot more of whether this is going to be a short-term problem for airlines or a longer-term problem. Are people going to start travelling more domestically um, for the next 12 to 18 months? Because we've been told already that this is not a short-term problem per se. This could actually be something that hangs around for 12, 18 months. Will people go to Devon or Wales rather than mm. uh, Europe even in six months' time? Okay. And, and, and finally, as we've been saying all morning, we're going to hear from the Chancellor this morning about uh, further support for businesses and so on. Um, looking 
globally, I mean, there's a dissatisfaction amongst commentators. I don't know whether you share this about, well, not so much with you, but with others perhaps about what the central banks have done. Now, what what people are looking at now is what, what fiscally can be done, i.e. with taxes. Now, we talked to two industries this morning about, and they're, they're sort of feeling their way towards thinking that maybe some tax holidays, some delay in taxes, some delay in repossessions, all those kind of things that fringe doing these very marginal businesses that are very, very dependent on cash flow may help. I mean, is, is that the kind of thing that's the next stage now? And, and if so, would you approve of that? Yeah, it's one of a number of uh, effective holidays that many of these small and medium-sized businesses need in order uh, to just survive. Because we discussed on the show last week, this isn't just about providing a program where people, where businesses can borrow. At some point, businesses have to pay that cash back, and they're still losing the revenue now, and they're, they're unlikely to fill that hole in in many different cases. But then, obviously, it's an accessibility that that funding and, and providing um, holidays on thing on various taxes, corporate taxes, business rates. This provides immediate relief for many of these businesses. Greg Adam for the moment. Thank you very much indeed. Look forward to talking to you later in the week. The Business Breakfast on Jazz FM with Oanda. Online trading, currency data, money transfers. (laughs) 